What's going on, guys? Welcome back to No Reserves Radio, the football edition. I am Angelo, the host, as always, here with Alex. What is up, Alex? What is up, guys? We are gonna call. We're gonna start calling this like the victory laps episode because uh, <laughs> we're just gonna take turns on victory lapping right now. Oh man, that was a rough week, dude. That was a really rough, rough week. week. Like everything, everything just went bad for me. Like I, I knew it was gonna be bad when I watched the Bengals game and the Bengals offense at the start still struggled and I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no. And they finally got it going, but it was too late at that point and Joe Burrow obviously got hurt again. It will only get worse now. Yeah, now it's gonna get I, I don't know if Burrow's gonna play. Honestly, at this point, you know, you rested him the preseason basically. It you can tell he's not he hasn't been like as mobile as he normally is through the first two games. Honestly, I just shut him down and then until he's ready. And then when he's ready to go out there, put him out there. That's just me, though. It just seems like the type of player who won't go with that. But oh, yeah, no, I think it's probably the best idea as well. I mean, Chase said as much when he was like coming back from injury that he wanted like nothing but to get like Burrow at 100%. But yeah. Burrow seems to want to push it, so. Burrow going yeah. to Burrow. Um, at the end Small. of the game, something I do love about Burrow at the end of the game, like I, it panned to Burrow as the Ravens were uh, running out the last play and he started walking to the field and all I just heard was him scream the F-bomb. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's pretty much how I feel right now too, buddy. It's okay. Yeah, I mean... Dude wears, like, the emotions on the skin, as you can say. So, it shows. He's, like, a pretty, like, competitive guy as well. Love him. Yeah. But, like, as I was saying, uh, this week, you did a complete U-turn. Like, last week, last week you were 11-5. and five. This week, you were 5-11. and 11. Like, yeah. complete U-turn. <laughs> So that obviously puts you at like 500, 500. for the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I was 7 and 9 the week prior and this week I was 11 and 5, so I am 18 and 14 overall. So you're yeah, now what? Two games behind me? I guess so. You got lucky, okay. that's all. You got lucky. I got a lot of underdogs, underdogs right. You did mention, like, in the show that you were picking a lot of favorites, which was right. I mean, yeah, there no, weren't I was. a whole lot of I favorites. was more, I would, yeah, I was more worried about the result and less about the spread and, and something that we're gonna, we're gonna adjust for. We're gonna adjust for the Baltimore Raven, the, or, well, the Cincinnati Bengals absolutely still struggling. Um, Deshaun Watson proving it wasn't just the rain and he actually might just be bad. Awful, dude. He looked really, really awful. Yeah, I stood up to watch like the whole game and Hold on. damn, he looked slow when he was like running the ball and so on when he had to take off. And then his passes looked, they looked terrible. 
It looks completely off. And then the comments afterwards, like, blaming the guys for the, the face masks. Basically, like, he had two face mask penalties, where he, he basically just grabbed the mask of the other guy, like, nothing iffy about it. And then in the press conference, he was like, ah, the Steelers guys have some blame on it. It wasn't on me, which is pretty ironic, considering, like, the whole situation around him. Yeah, and I mean, like, the Sean Watson, uh, I watched that old game, like, just to watch, like, because uh, we, you know that we are both invested on Pickett, and I wanted to see how basically Pickett looked versus that that Browns D-line. And yeah, <laughs> Watson looked terrible. I mean, Pickett didn't look good, but Watson, for what he's being paid, he looked terrible. He looked slow when he had to, to like, rush the ball and his his throws looked very sluggish and i mean like i don't think i ever saw qb like with like two penalties of uh, face masks in, a, in the same game and then he just turns around and like in the in the post game conference he just says that eh, some of the blame is on the steelers guys i mean <laughs> if you if you're like grabbing the face mask of your opponent what is really there to blame on the opponent? I mean, knowing what we know about like all of the allegations around them, pretty ironic that he said what he said. So I did not watch the game because obviously I have to be awake before like the sun even thinks about getting up. So... I didn't get to see it. I did see a few images from the game, but what game script happened that made Deshaun Watson throw the ball 44 times and then Browns run the ball what looked like 30 times? I mean, just to give you some context, I believe the first quarter lasted an hour. (laughs) Yeah. Lasted an hour? An hour, yeah. I mean, it started with like a a Steelers. Uh, I'm not sure if it was a pick six or a fumble six because when the game started, I was watching the the Panthers Saints uh, for fantasy football purposes, and then like I believe it was like in the first drive, like first two or three plays, I just like read throughout Twitter that it was basically like a fumble recovery for six. I believe it was that a fumble recovery for six. So we're on the back foot. And then, I mean, just a bunch of penalties, a bunch of turnovers. Yeah, he has to throw a lot because they are down from early. And it's it's a very sluggish game. Both games last, last night were pretty sluggish. And then, like, Chubb gets hurt. I mean, we haven't spoken about that. But, yeah, terrible, terrible injury. And, yeah, yeah Chubb getting hurt. If you haven't... Um, looked at the Chubb injury. You're not going to find it because I heard, I believe, ABC or C. Actually refused to show the replay because of how gruesome the injury was. Yeah, you you can find it like on Twitter and so on. There's a few like slow motion play, uh, slow slow motion replays of like the play happening live, and you can see. I mean, the knee just completely goes the other way. It's pretty gross. It it looked like someone photoshopped it. Like it didn't look yeah. real. Yeah, the knee just completely went the other way. I mean, <sighs> terrible stuff. And I mean, he's one of the 
the better running backs in the league, probably the best pure running back in the league. And it's it's terrible to see to see something like this happen to him. Yeah. Well, I think we need to get back on track because if not, we're gonna be here until tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> until the morning. Until well, it is gonna be the morning for you, so but Regardless, let's go over a few of these games and where Alex was right and I was wrong. and We can make a whole yeah. segment out of that this week. Yeah, yeah, we could, unfortunately. <laughs> Gotta... Okay, so, I mean, I guess we can just start uh, from which, which was the... Thursday the night game. Thursday night game, yeah. Oh, we have our games, like, not in order for... Like the first game that I'm seeing is the the Baltimore Ravens one. Yeah, I see that too. Yeah. Okay. Let's just let's just start with the Thursday night football. I mean, pretty eventful game. I mean, the Eagles won. Um, they beat the. I mean, competitive game, but they beat the the Vikings, thirty-four to twenty-eight. So I called the, the victor right. It was just they covered the spread on that one. Yeah. Gonna... Yeah. Yes, you had that. like a really bad beat. We'll talk about it later. And you had a really bad beat on one of your your spreads that I didn't get why they did that, what they did. But yeah, I mean, yeah. To start the game, it looked like the Eagles were trying to pull away, but then like mistakes on the the offense as well. Ertz threw a pick, really ugly pick as well. And just the Vikings just hang, hang in there. I mean. Cousins, pretty solid game. I mean, he had like four touchdowns, uh, 364 it, yards. If it wasn't obvious before, it is now. The Vikings have no interest in running, and even if they did, they can't run. So yeah, I think it's more like, they just, can't run. So, so, so just, you know, if you didn't already, or if you're going for a championship, just, just get all the Minnesota targets, get... Addison, get Jefferson, get Hawkins, just just get everyone and, and ignore the running backs exist, and there you go. You're happy. Because even if one of those guys doesn't have a good game, like Hawk, I, did, I believe, didn't have a great week one, it's going to yeah. come. Like, there, there's no way it doesn't come with the way that they're throwing the ball. There's no and he, way. And he had a good game, too. I mean, he had seven receptions, yeah. 66 yards, and then he had, like, two touchdowns, so... Yeah, that's, that's why I used him as a point. Just if yeah. if they have one bad game, that doesn't mean that's gonna. They're the good game's coming. Just trust the good game's coming. Yeah, that will be solid advice for tomorrow's episode <laughs> when we go in depth on on the fantasy stuff. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah. the story of the game is probably like Swift, like completely dominating the touches in that backfield and like the Vikings defense is terrible <laughs> especially like the rushing defense the passing defense isn't great either but I mean the rushing defense the running backs had all day to run through those holes I mean just a, a massive mismatch but at the end of the day the Eagles just didn't pull away as much as it seemed like like throughout all of the game the the Eagles definitely seemed like the better team but the Vikings, they had a chance there. I mean, they had. Like I'm actually that... kind of concerned with the Eagles with what I've seen so far. They you don't look be. bad, but they don't look like they did last year. No, 
really doesn't. I mean, it seems like Steichen stole a few of the like the magic playbook away. They still have like that that completely stupid play. I mean, it's effective as hell. But I mean, the the push is it like the tag push or the push tag or whatever? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the QB sneak booty push. Yeah, I mean, I cannot, like, for the life of me, I cannot see how you stop that. And they ran it, like, three or four times, and it was, like, an immediate first down every single time, or a touchdown. I mean, I think they ran it twice for a touchdown as well. That play is eventually going to be banned or changed or so something like that. But, I mean, it's the most effective play they have in the playbook when they need, like, a yard. And it's it's not like something that every team can apply because not every team has a Jason Kelsey and not every team has a QB that is like, what, 
don't know if I said this at the start of the episode, but I know I said it before we started on air. Joe Burrow just looks less explosive and mobile than he and elusive than he normally does. The calf really bothered him, and you, you can tell. And I think that and the calf got reaggravated, so we're in trouble. We're we're in trouble, trouble. Yeah, that's part of my thoughts as well. It seemed like the offensive was completely off in the first half, but then like second half they were starting to look a lot more like the Bengals that we know. Uh, but yeah, then the reaggravation of the calf. I mean, that's that's gonna be a major major issue. I mean, Chase, like when he when he was injured, I remember like in the preseason, and we talked about this before recording. Uh, I mean, I remember one of his comments was basically like that he wanted nothing to like to try and rush Burrow. He just wanted like Burrow to get 100% healthy. But like Burrow being Burrow, you know that he was gonna try and rush it, and it's oh yeah, probably it's no. probably this wasn't like the right choice. So before we couldn't stop him on three straight third downs to end the game, Joe Burrow actually had a one of those massagers, the manual massagers, and he was just like. Spamming his calf with it. He had every expectation to return to that field if we got that ball back. He does not want to be off that field. Yeah. I mean, it's it's comprehensible. I mean, this is a true-born competitor. We have seen that throughout his career, both in the NFL and at LSU and OSU. Was it OSU where he was before LSU? He was at OSU before LSU, yeah. yes. So yeah, I mean, as I said, like following the trends here of Hertz, like Burrow is twenty eight right now in the NFL in adjusted EPA per play. Still not not great. I mean, let's hope like what? he finally takes time to wheel off that calf injury. That's and, honestly a lot better than I thought because we looked like the dead last offense in the NFL for yeah. like six quarters. Well, if it does make you feel any better, he's currently like. Being like 28 QB in that list that I told you is currently like the second QB in this division in EPA per play. So you can imagine oh, no. how terrible the other two are. <laughs> and Lamar is not on the list. Yeah, I figured Lamar wasn't on the list. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get there. I'll let you know how low the other two guys are. Okay. But yeah. Oh, I mean... God. Well, I told you, we are on to the next game, and the Atlanta Falcons won. 25-24 versus the, the Green Atlanta Bay Packers. The Atlanta Falcons should not have won that game. The Green Bay Packers had that game. In the, I, I honestly have no idea how they blew that lead, so you go ahead and you tell me how they blew that lead. I mean, just they just couldn't stop the run game. I mean... <laughs> Bijan Robinson, 19 carries, 124 yards. Desmond Ritter, 10 carries, 39 yards. Tyler Algier, 16 carries, 48 yards. I mean, they had almost 200 yards rushing. They had like over 40 carries basically in the game. It's exactly what I told you it would happen prior to the season. There will be a team that will dominate the clock. You won't have many plays to, to play on offense. They have a stout defense. And, I mean, if you can't stop the, the run game, which is pretty damn hard at this point, because, like, Arthur Smith is, is a genius at that, 
you will be in trouble because you won't have the ball enough here's time the thing. to actually... Here's the thing, though. Here's what frustrates me the most about that. You said they can't stop the run. They had a two-touchdown lead, Alex! It shouldn't matter if they can stop the run or not. You should be passing. Yeah, but That's they, what they makes it pass. worse! That's what and, makes and, it worse! And just to, to make a point here... <laughs> Not only did like Desmond Ritter have more attempts than Jordan Love, like <laughs> the rushing attempts of the the Atlanta Falcons, them near double the amount of pass attempts that Jordan Love had. So yeah, they were up, but then after that, like the the Falcons just stick to their game plan. I mean, it was run, 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 run. It's effective run game, and they don't care about the time because they know that the defense will get a stop, and after that, they will just run, 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 run even more occasional it's pass. So I mean. Bad. It's Riddick so did have like 32 pass attempts. It still looked ter- it still looked terrible. I mean, I told you any single QB can win at this team. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the story of the game. They run the ball quite a bit and they win. <laughs> and it will be the recipe like for the entirety of the year. No. No. It will. It will. The, I mean, they the have Saints, the easiest schedule the in the NFL. The Saints have to have an answer for this. Oh, oh. <laughs> we'll talk about the Saints later. <laughs> But the Saints are not winning this division. We're going to cut off. We actually have our first guest. He has joined us in the middle of us talking about... Ren actually missed the most heartbreaking games. Well, he came in in the middle of the second one, but... Hey, Ren, how's it going? Guest. Guest. That's right. Guest. Yes, I said... Disrespectful. Disrespectful. Guest. I'm just here kind of to... Listen to y'all talk. Uh, maybe be a layman for our <laughs> listeners. Um, I will say it is refreshing to hear Angelo screaming over someone else instead of it always <laughs> being me. It, I'm used to it by now. You you have to. Like, <laughs> look, I've been dealing with this for like 10 years at this point. Like, it's a skill. And the worst part is... He's better now. If you go listen to the first few episodes of the basketball podcast, the biggest feedback we were getting from listeners was Angelo talks too loud, too much, too often over everyone. So he actually did get better. This is him being better. Damn straight. <laughs> I can only imagine the beginning there. It, it, it was bad. <laughs> I go check those out, Alex. Like just to listen to Angelo. Don't even like the content itself was terrible, but. Yeah, I'll just listen, listen to him. <laughs> no, it's it was horrible. Um, but yeah, no, I just thought I'd I'd pop in, say hi, hang out for a little bit, listen to y'all talk. I'm fairly, I I would define myself as a casual NFL fan. I will watch highlights. I, I don't typically sit through games unless I'm going to the game. Um, I, I can't really sit through it on TV, but. You know, it is what it is. So yeah. don't mind as, me. I'm just here. As the resident oh my God. Here, I'm like totally fine just sitting like through seven hours of football or seven or eight or whatever the, yeah. the line is for the red zone. I think I think since we're since we're gonna have apparently the whole crew here soon, I think like pound for pound Alex is the most like, I don't know how to explain it. He's the most versed in the sport that he's interested in out of all of us. I'm oh, not no, even that's... from America at this point. So that's 
actually a bit of feedback I did get as well um, is that bringing Alex on board because I was hesitant. If you go when we're our off the record I, episodes, I never had a doubt about this. Never had a doubt. Okay, but to be fair, the people you have introduced to me are people like Adam. Um, <laughs> no, Gara. false. Adam no. introduced you to me. Whatever. What I'm saying is you don't have the best track record of people around you. False. Right? No, no, no. False. That's absolutely it's right. false. So it's false. When they were pitching this football podcast as a spinoff, they were laughing about it and like, oh, we're going to get Alex. Like it was like you were some idiot that it was going to be funny. And so for no. me, it was. It no, was no, because I knew it was going to be great. No, no, Stop you were this. No, go listen to those episodes because we talked about it. I actually said I vetoed because you found it so funny. But the listener's feedback has been that this is a very, very solid foundation you both are very knowledgeable and just from my perspective as a layman absolutely like i don't know football that well but i enjoy listening to it so good job alex i'm not gonna say good job to angelo i never will thank you thank so basically, you wow. basically I, wow. what i'm saying is i carry angelo on the basketball podcast you carry him here what he just rides along on our coattails. Yeah, he's just here. He's just he's just here. Uh, it never... looks like actually Austin jumped in too. So you got two guests. We're we guests. have the whole crew here. What the heck is going on, Austin? What's I, up? I feel like it's all here. <laughs> Gang's all here. I feel like we're dragging your guys's episode out. So continue. Who cares? I. It's like it's like eleven o'clock for Alex. We'll pro- we'll probably be done at one a.m. He'll he'll hate life the next morning, but it's gonna be good. It's gonna be great. Just another day of like going to bed at around 4 a.m. There we go. Exactly. Just another day. Well, so catch catch me up. Catch me in Austin up here. What what have you guys been talking about? Like, just give a quick like Spark Notes version. I mean, we have been we have been talking about the injuries that happened, specifically to Burrow, Chubb, Barkley, and we have reviewed. The Eagles against the Vikings, the Ravens against the Bengals, and the Falcons against the Packers is what we were talking about in the middle of you coming in. So you lost like two Angelo Meltons already. Yeah, pretty I much. Mean, that's... I'm going to get like six more of those tonight once you guys are done and we go jump on 2K. So I don't. You're, you're probably going to get a lot more. I mean, we're two, we're three games in and he has melted, melted down on two, so. To be fair. The way I think you rigged this because the way this list works, the most heartbreaking ones were the first two. So, you know, no, there's another Realistic. one coming. Realistic. Oh, there is another one coming. Here's, here's here's the thing. I don't know why Angelo gets like heartbroken during this. He's a fan of Ohio sports. This is how it works. Am I wrong? Oh, he's in shock now. He Am is wrong? wrong. He is wrong. You know what? We made a Super Bowl before your stupid state, so there you go. Mm. Get good. How's the Pacers doing? How are the Colts doing? Oh, my God. We're when was the last? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh! I, I, I do. I, I have the question. When was the last Super Bowl victory, Super Bowl ring, 
for a team from Ohio. Victory? Yeah, victory. That's all you care about. Probably not... in the 1940s. Okay, when was the when did the Colts win? Like 2007? I was alive for that. So, who... yeah. oh god. Uh <laughs> no. so, who won last? I, I think it was it was it was my Colts. Listen. We have we have the most recent Super Bowl appearance. Anyway, yeah, an appearance. You you are on the record as saying appearances don't matter. All that matters is the hardware. You don't care about the fact that only one team. I don't team know if I've in. said that exactly. No, no. Again, we have the basketball podcast. We were talking about it with Giannis. You don't care about appearances. You don't care about productivity. You don't care about like end over end improvements all you care about is that championship because when we were talking about Giannis's quote about the season's not a failure you said that they win it's not but you can't have it both they lost to an eight seed Ren. there's a difference between winning like calling it a failure because you lost in the finals and calling it a failure because you lost to the freaking eight seed as a one seed but where did that eight seed go to somewhere that you didn't think they could get to Right, absolutely, I didn't. But nobody did except you. <laughs> but if they lost to the team that made it, again, only one team can win a championship every year. The fact that you don't win and or that one team wins and twenty nine lose does not mean those twenty nine other teams failed because that's not how sports work. If that was the point of sports, we wouldn't be here. The point of sports is competition. Yes, the end goal is to win. But that doesn't mean that oh you you lost you're done you lose like I mean you do lose that is how it works in football. But anyway, on to the next game. The Buccaneers and the Bears. Go ahead, Alex, because Uh, I I don't I I don't even think I need to go on another rant here. I mean, at least I'm trying to get you. Don't want to take to the Justin Fields route? No, I mean the pick six. You don't want to take the pick six. Like, the horse is probably dead at this point. <laughs> I've never seen so much, like... I mean, I've seen so much hate for, like, one QB in that class, which was Zach Wilson up until now. Everyone is turning on this dude. And, I mean, fairly so. Dude is, like, terrible. I've seen, like, two or three plays where... I saw this one play on Twitter where it was basically, like, he was dropping back and there were, like... First, he looks at DJ Moore on, the like, an outrod, basically. He doesn't throw it. DJ Moore is open. Then he moves on to a seam. The seam is wide open. There's no safety deep. He doesn't throw it. Then he looks to another seam, wide open, doesn't throw it, and gets sacked. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you're just like, dude, come on. You, you look like... I don't even think you look like a rookie. There's rookies right now that are looking much more better than you are. And you have like 30 games, basically. You're 30 games into your career and you look terrible. It's over. Moving to the Bucks, though, I don't even think we need to talk about the Bears anymore. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I called the Bucks on this one too. Yeah, correct. We both called the Bucks. I mean, there's no way I'm ever picking like the Bears, which is what? Bucks. Oh, there's no way I ever pick the Bears, dude. We'll see. There will be a few games where I pick the Bears this year. I know uh, I mean, that you might pick them this week if you look at the line, but we'll talk about it later. Okay. Yeah, I mean, terrible all around from Here's the Bears. Here's the thing. The Here's Bucks the thing. If nice. you're into betting, if you're into betting, 
Justin Fields is terrible for your line because if he's gonna throw a late pick six, like, and, and make it a double digit lead anyway, I don't know. I mean, it was like the least effort play that I ever saw. Like the dude basically threw a lob, and Parrot was like, "Okay, I get it," and then like pick six. I mean, like the play. There's problems outside of fields with the Bears. The play calling is not good. The defense is terrible. I mean, I've been saying that all offseason. For some reason, we thought that adding, like, like most people thought that adding, like, two inside linebackers would solve the defense. I don't know how, but okay. Uh, but yeah, after all, so, the defense is terrible. The O-line, the O-line is actually, like, passable right now. But he has time to throw. He just can't throw. But I'm I'm kind of sick of talking about the Bears. I'll give props to the Bucks. <laughs> Baker looks kind of nice when he plays the Bears. Baker, okay, so Baker has looked nice the last two weeks, and we can acknowledge the defenses he's played aren't the greatest, the Vikings and the Bears. But are we at a point now where Baker is at least a serviceable starter? Like, he might actually be able to get them into the playoffs if the schedule is really that soft. No. (laughs) Because, again, he has played the Vikings and the Bears. And with the Vikings, I mean, after what I saw on Thursday night, he only threw for like 170 yards versus the... And I mean, Hurts didn't throw for a whole lot, but he only threw for like 170 yards and like Rashad Rashad White had basically like no yardage versus the Vikings, who basically like allowed Swift to have like the best game ever. We will talk about Rashad White in the the fantasy episode. Yeah, (laughs) I mean... I, I don't think this team is anything... But, I mean, with this defense playing like they are right now, they have a solid shot to at least make waves. I still don't think they win the division or anything close. It's still the Falcons' division to lose. The fu- mm, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about that one later. Austin, since you're the resident person from Florida, what what's your take on the Buccaneers? I mean, I don't live over there anymore, so I don't have, like, the, you know, the deep connections. But, I mean, people are surprised by Baker, for sure. A lot of people kind of wrote this year off of a, eh, maybe we'll win five or six games. Um, the defense is looking great. That's what a lot of people down here are excited about. But, if I'm honest, a lot of people are looking ahead to the Jags and the Dolphins, more than they are the Bucks. Yeah, that can make sense. That makes a lot of sense, especially considering should. the offense. Yeah, as they should. You're not wrong about that. So, I'll give you basically that they aren't as terrible as I expected them to be. I still don't think they will be good, but they aren't as terrible as I thought they would be. That's fair. All right, on to the next game. This is your team. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you take point on your team. My Seattle Seahawks beat the Lions at Detroit, thirty-seven to thirty-one, in an overtime game. Here, what happened? <laughs> it's just, like, I just. I just kept looking at the box score, and it looked crazy. So, what happened? I mean, small repeat of last year. Last year was slightly more high scoring. I believe it was in the fifties. But yeah, I mean, Gino apparently. That isn't terrible, as some people thought. I mean, as I said, like last week was basically a fluke. I didn't expect us to look as bad as we as we were, and we did well. I mean, the the run game wasn't like super efficient, uh, 
but like Kenneth Walker was being hit in like behind the line quite a lot, so I think part of it is that. But the passing offense looked nice. I mean, the Lions overall are still a good team. I just think that we were on a good day and we we made plays when we needed to. And Gino won us the game, even with with like two passing touchdowns, I believe. He had like one. There's some controversy at the end of the game, like the Lions were calling holds and so on in the last play that Lockett got the touchdown. I think it's a very soft hold, but still. Uh, I mean, I think what changed the game here really was the like the pick six by Trey Brown, or I believe it's third year corner. He, he made a pick six on like middle of the fourth quarter on Goff and basically like put us at like, I believe it was 31 to 21. And after that, I mean, we, we managed to just hold on to the game. We still couldn't stop, like, the Lions from scoring and tying us late. Uh, but, yeah. Where was this know. Lions offense against Kansas City? I mean, we will talk about Kansas City, but I think Kansas City's defense, as I said last episode, it's really good. I think it's just a matter of the Lions were... If the Kansas like... City's defense is good enough to hold the Lions then the Kansas City team isn't losing another game this year. Yeah, and I mean, I think our defense still isn't quite there. We're still down a few pieces. I believe, like, pro, uh, pro football... Uh, wait, no. What is it? PFF? Yeah, PFF. PFF has this yeah, really, like, not great. I believe it's in the 20s for the passing defense. But our rushing defense, I believe it's in the 11s. If not mistaken, I believe it's the 11 best. So, yeah, I think it's just a matter of time until we chill and get better at the secondary. I really don't think, like... I mean, it's not like, like your secondary is bad. You have Tyreek Woolen from last year, and I know Witherspoon went down, but yeah, he, when is he coming back? Yeah, played, actually. I think, like, there's optimism that he plays soon enough. He, he wasn't put on, like, IR to start the season, so I'm expecting him back somewhat soon. Uh, Tyreek did went down. Holland didn't what did went on like for a bit. I believe he came back though. We are still like down Jamal Adams as well, so some pieces should be coming back. Uh but yeah, it's 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 a Seattle thing. I mean we usually start slow on the defense. Like the secondary is usually terrible at the start and it gets better as the season goes on. So I mean for us to have a part of the defense already ranked like top fifteen, I'm expecting this defense to get a lot better as the season goes on. Okay. Do either of you two have anything on Seahawks Lions? It's a really good game. It was a shootout. Yeah. It was a shootout. That's all you can really say about it. Should be added okay. that Montgomery was hurt though. He uh, was hurt. He did yeah. go down. High injury, I believe they are calling that. So uh, it should be a few weeks until he's back. He was he was looking okay. I mean, as I said, our defense, our rushing defense is pretty solid right now. But he was looking mm. okay. Jameer Gibbs didn't get like all of the touches. We'll talk about it in the fantasy show. Like, yeah, Craig we'll talk Reynolds. about Gibbs and what that means. Yeah, yeah, Craig Reynolds was actually like the guy who got the touches. They're still looking to be somewhat conservative with Gibbs right now. Which I get. Yeah. Especially I mean, with the way Dan Campbell likes to coach. He seems to have that mindset of, you know, let's get the rookie accommodated to NFL speed and then let him run. Yeah, so, and he's also like not the, the, like the biggest guy, so you don't really want to run him in between the tackles quite a lot. So you lose yeah, you that, like, that juice and so on that he has. 
But yeah, I think game. that's going to have a greater effect on the way the offense run moving moves moving forward. I think they're going to be like similar to the Vikings, but not quite the Vikings in the sense they're going to want to pass, 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 and see if they can get Jameer Gibbs short game to replace the running game. Yeah, he's I believe it like his route participation and so on uh, really went up after the Montgomery went down. So should be like basically like the Lions from before. I'm not, I'm not sure if you remember, but like with Stafford and so on, when they basically couldn't run the ball and they had like a passing run game with Theo Riddick. No, yeah. Oh, when they also had no defense too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think it's it's gonna be something like that. Another thing to mention though is CJ Gardner Johnson. I believe he went down with an injury, and I believe it's he's down for the year. So big, big miss, especially after like the training camp scare that he got. Mm, not not good for a guy who tried to bet on himself this off season. All right, time for this. Time for the stupid Colts. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I told you, dude. I'm not sure why you bet on the Texans in our in our picks show. Because I didn't expect Anthony Richardson to go down in a quarterback capable of putting up more than 14 points to come into the game. I just want to point out that in like 10 minutes, Anthony Richardson scored two touchdowns. So he did. (laughs) <laughs> but he didn't do sure it again would, I'm not sure if that wouldn't have been like a complete blowout if he's there Which, I don't know I mean, it just still depends. ended up being I, I think they were like down 31 to 10 entering the fourth quarter so yeah they, they were out of that game Um, I do think it was more Anthony Richardson did it with his legs than with his passing and it seemed like Gardner Minshew did it with his passing so it, it's just the Texas defense is bad Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! It, it's it's bad. It's a bad team. C.J. Stroud continues to like look good for me. I don't know if you like the way he looks, hate the way he looks, but he seems like he's just taking the crap sandwich that Houston gave him and doing well. Yeah. So like this this conversation came up uh, with Corey, like from one of our our fantasy leagues. Mm-hmm. Because he's a, he's a massive like CJ Stroud fan, and like he was looking back at the film and was pretty adamant that he looked good so far. Uh, he looked special, I believe was the word that he used. I don't know if he looks special, but he looks better than I thought he would with that supporting cast. Yeah, he, I would agree with that. He looks better than I thought he would be, but I still don't like when I watch him. I still don't see anything that basically tells me, "Wow, this guy is great." I'm basically seeing a guy who's down like quite a bit, like as I said, 31-10 entering the fourth quarter. I'm like he's just playing soft coverages at that point. He's making play. I mean, he's he has more 300 passing yard. Uh, he has more 300 yards passing games than Fields. But, oh, not this! Stop <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, he has two games on his career, but. He still doesn't look like great. He's just playing from behind a lot and he has to throw a lot. He's not making many mistakes, but like the defense isn't really forcing him into those mistakes. Now the def- the offensive line is terrible and he's getting pressured quite a bit. But I yeah, mean everything is terrible. Dude. Yeah. Like except like Nico Collins. Nico Collins looks amazing for some reason. Like there was one, this one play where it was I think it was the first touchdown that he threw. And he basically like threw it to the end zone. It looked 
to me, like the ball was going to sail completely out of bounds. But like Nico Collins makes this amazing play. Dude looks like MJ, makes a jump, catches the ball like from it, from like, I don't know, man. That play looked great from Nico. It was a crazy play. Throwed a lot of like athleticism on his behalf. Uh, I will say, I will go back to my adjusted EPA per play. Uh, CJ Stroud right now is QB26 in that list. So above Jalen Hurts, above Burrow, still not great. But above those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Colts defense isn't great. The offense is good, and they have shown they have a capable backup. I've never been, like, the biggest Minshew fan, but he's a capable backup right now. I do worry about, like, the Anthony Richardson, like, injuries. I mean, he was he was injured, like, week one. Now he gets an injured week two, like, concussion, I believe. Yep. <sighs> Not the greatest start, but he still looks good whenever he's out there. He looks to me like the best rookie QB, and I did not expect that. He's gonna get Andrew locked. He's... So, I, I I will provide a little bit here because th- this is all anyone's talking about in the news here. Um, so from what I understand, he doesn't actually have a concussion. He put himself into concussion protocols because he hit his head when he uh, got oh. hit on that last drive. Um, but Ursay, it's Ursay, so take, take it, it with as the value. Um, he said that he's cleared. It's just the rest of this week is going to be spent wondering who's starting under center next week, whether that's Minshew or Richardson. Um, that said, it concussions are tricky. Like, I could sit here and say it didn't look like a hit that would cause a concussion, but throughout all of sports, we could say that about anything. Um, but yeah, according to Ursay, it, he's good. And Yeah. I did read that report as well. I believe he he was developing some systems, so self it's just self-reported. It did like looked like a not so great hit because like the head bounced when he when he was tackled going for the touchdown. So not sure. I mean, if it's just a concussion and he's okay like throughout the week, I don't see why not you should like why you shouldn't start him. Uh, but I mean, it's still the Ravens, and if there's something else with it to be, probably just, like shouldn't put him out there. For Let me, Uncle Rico take that. <laughs> I understood that reference. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't see a reason why you wouldn't start him. The only thing is, I think if you have a concussion scare, even if you're cleared, I think I would have him on a short leash and not let him scramble as often and maybe I don't know how common it is. <laughs> You're yeah, just no, going to yeah. steal their fate. <laughs> but I I mean, you might as well spend the like if you're not a contender, spend the time developing the skills. So Agreed. he's got an arm. It's not an accurate arm. It's an arm. Yeah. So It's more accurate than I thought it would be though. Same, but it's still not like it's not something I would game plan around. Um, the thing, then, the thing that I've noticed with like Anthony Richardson, and this is mostly like week one because he barely played week two. But the dude is really poised in the pocket. He knows what he's doing, and like one thing that you usually see with rushing QBs is like first read isn't there; they just take off. 
And he doesn't really do that. He yeah, stays he, in the he, pocket, he goes through his raids, and he tries to like stay in the pocket as much as he can. Then he just basically rolls out to avoid any sort of sacks and then runs. But he's one of those guys that like prefers to make the pass over the run, which is always something that I really like on a QB. Yeah, he, he seems very mature and very poised, but... And he's like the youngest QB in this class, I believe. Yeah, and but like you said, like this early and we've already had two injury scares, it's... I don't like throwing injury-prone as a label on players, but that is alarming. Um, Let's see if he, if he starts taking better care of himself. But, I mean, right now he has more wins than Joe Burrow, so... I mean, it's an Indiana team versus an Ohio team. Like He has more touchdowns than Burrow, too. Yeah, uh, that as well. And a... a like and he has played like five quarters of football. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Neither of you can say anything about my team, and it's great. No, 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 no. Time, 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 time. We're, we'll get we, to your team. We, no, no, no. I, I'm going to jump in here because I, I got to just. We are at that point of the season. Even as a casual football fan, I know how this goes. Cowboys start hot. Y'all act like this year is going to be different. You get to the playoffs. It looks different. Yeah, this is the year. No, it's not. It's never the year. It's Stop it. The year. Get it's help. The year to fail. <laughs> Y'all it's are always the year of the almost. Honestly, if the Cowboys keep playing like this, they could get a one seed. And how like great would it look for the Cowboys to lose a one seed game? <laughs> against a the wild card team. team that takes us out is the 49ers. My like my only question to cowboy fans is, is like are you just going to play teams all year that don't have an offensive line? Because if you were, I mean, that will be great for you, but I mean, <laughs> you're 2 weeks in and I don't think you've played an offensive line that ranks like over bottom 5. So <laughs> It's kind of yeah. easy to look as dominant when you have played like the Giants completely wreck well, of not, an offensive I'm not line. That we're, we're playing the weakest part of our schedule, probably. Yeah, at that point, I mean, the defense looks great, but I want to see like a real test first because I, I never believe in the Cowboys. So after Philly will be the real, or is this team real? I think the Cowboys believe in themselves less than the Cowboys fans. Like, oh my god, I just looked at your week three. It's the 49ers, I'm pretty sure, right? Nope. It's no, the freaking Cardinals. We play the 49ers real soon. I don't know if it's four or five. You play the you're about to demolish the freaking Cardinals. Oh man. The Patriots week four. Five. Week five is the 49ers. So there's your test week. Yep. There's and your test week. Chargers. They probably get destroyed by the 49ers, as usual. I don't know a team that isn't going to get destroyed by the 49ers. I'm that high on them, dude. Like, I, I, mean, I, to be I frank, don't... the Rams game looked close, like, throughout the first half. So, you're not wrong. It did. They had some fight. 
So moving on to the next game, because I'm tired of talking about the damn Colts. Kansas City Chiefs, Jacksonville Jaguars. Kansas City Chiefs is legit. Defense, yes. Yeah. The offense looks bad too. I don't know what's going on. They got Travis Kelsey back. This always happens. It happened last but, year too. I like how but, you say that they look bad. Yet, like Mahomes had three hundred and five yards passing, and Pacheco had like seventy yards running. He did. I just think like it's probably not at the level that they were before. But Travis it's Kelsey not. isn't also like one hundred percent yet. And they are still like working like the the wide receiver core, which looked better this week. And that's the scary part. Like the defense isn't shutting down. Like they're not playing the Arizona Cardinals or the New York Giants Cowboys. <clears throat> they shut down the Detroit Lions, which was a top ten offense last year. And if the Seahawks game is ended indication, they're gonna be up there this year again. They shut down the Jacksonville Jaguars, which was also sneakily a top 15 offense last year. And I think they could repeat that and be a top 10 offense this year, too. They're shutting down really good teams, Alex. If they do this and the frick and Patrick Mahomes is there and the targets around Mahomes figure it out, I don't know a team that's stopping them into the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, as I said, big one, this defense looks legit and now they, they got back Chris Jones. I mean, if the offense can get to back to the level that they were before, this team is unstoppable. I mean, if right now, the defense, the if defense they're is averaging doing, 21 to 28 points, it's over. Yeah, it's just I mean, over. at this point, the defense is basically like carrying the team as much as like the offense did in years prior, basically. So if the offense can get it together, like to the level that they were before, this is an amazing team, as usual. That's where they are always the favorites. Just a small note here on my EPA per play. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is currently QB 33 based off adjusted EPA per play. There's oh, 34 God. QBs eligible. So, yeah. That's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I mean, it looked pretty much off this week, but it's part of, I mean, as we said, most of that is the the KC defense looking great. I was say it's just part of playing the KC defense, like yeah. <laughs> well, they probably they do have a bounce back week next week when they face the Texans. So pretty good chance they get back to on track there, the Jaguars. Yeah, like everyone will get on track. <laughs> Calvin Ridley will be back. Travis Etienne will look amazing. Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. Another note is that Christian Kirk probably isn't dead. No, I didn't think <laughs> like, he was. I think we overreacted to Calvin Ridley's week one game, and we saw it on hand when Jacksonville played a defense that was worth their salt, that he went to Calvin Ridley more. That's that's just that's just the fact of it. And it's probably going to be a matchup thing. Like, if they see that they can explore the, the slot more, they will probably throw to the slot more. And it's part of what happened here in KC from what I saw. They just had better matchups for him. Calvin Ridley. Yeah. No, for Kirk. For Kirk. He, they had better matchups Kirk this week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Versus Sorry. Ridley. I was, I was thinking about the inverse that yeah. Christian Kirk or that Kansas City had better 
cornerbacks oh, to yes. cover Ridley okay. on the outside. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, moving on to the next one. You, you thought think... you you thought you thought you were riding high for the first like possession of this game. I was yeah. like for the first you quarter. Were. I was like, okay, maybe I have a game here. Uh no. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills win thirty-eight to ten versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Just complete if, destruction. If that game didn't turn like if the Raiders just kept momentum going after that early start, I'd I'd I don't even know. I'd have just turned my phone off. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I really, I mean, it was just a complete destruction by the Bills. They involved like every single running back that they have in the game, basically, and they just ran a pretty good offense. The defense was also stout. I mean, this, def- this Bills defense is no joke. We saw that week one as well. And I mean, the Raiders started out nice, but then just faded. They just basically can't hang with this team. They are, of course, a much worse team. They were like eight and a half point underdogs, which I took them, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. you did. <laughs> it's one of They your needed wins. more like 28 and a half points. Yeah. I do have one stat for Josh Jacobs here. It's that Josh Jacobs doesn't have a run getting more than 20 yards since that walk-off 86 yard in overtime against Seahawks last November. <laughs> so yeah, the explosiveness might not be there and in this game I believe he finished with like minus 2 rushing yards on 9 attempts hmm. so Maybe are you there's a are wall you, <laughs> are you willing to say that I, the, the truth is somewhere in the middle and that I'm closer to right than you are that the Raiders are a bad team. A bad team that is tied for first in the AFC West. Stop it. Oh, I have another stat for you on the EPA list. You know who's first in that list? Or not first, but like top five in that list? Hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo. Stop it. (laughs) It is actually true. Jimmy Garoppolo is top five in that list. I believe is is five. Yeah, is the fifth in that list. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, from what I saw with like New Orleans, again, the difference isn't much to another. I think the Raiders will be okay. They also didn't have Jacoby Myers this week, so that should change moving forward. That should change. <laughs> All right. I hope. I mean, it was. Technically, a concussion. I hope is. I mean, it was a terrible concussion. Yeah, that, and we'll talk about nasty. the guy who who made it, that concussion because he apparently likes to do those. Like now, he just had one versus the the commanders. But we'll get to that. Hmm. All right. Moving so on. the next game. Oh, the stupid Titans. <laughs> does does before that do, does. Uh, Ren or Austin want to talk about the Bills and the Raiders? Not really. No, I, I don't got anything. Just that about. Josh Allen either looks like the greatest quarterback of all time or one of the worst of all time. Josh He's Allen Josh Allen plays from ahead. He he does not play from behind. If you are behind and you have Josh Allen, you are not in a spot to win that football game. It doesn't matter. 
my takeaway from Josh Allen these first few weeks is that the, the dude probably has a dead wish. I mean, he takes unnecessary risk after unnecessary risk with carries that he just doesn't go down to because he wants to get like one more yard. And I mean, I applaud that from a fan with type of standpoint. But dude, he's a franchise take quarterback. Care of yourself. You're a franchise. Yeah, exactly. Like you're not a running back. If you get hurt, the team season is basically over. Stop it. So talk about your boring Titans. I mean, <laughs> this is just what will happen. Like they are basically like a like the original version version of the the Falcons at this point. The defense isn't as good as the Falcons, but like the front seven is still stout, especially like the D line. It's still pretty stout. And I mean, they will just find ways to win games. But in this case, it's probably like the Chargers found ways to, to lose games at this point. The Chargers I mean, are masters at finding ways to lose football games. I mean, I will I will drop you another stat here. The Chargers are the 33rd team in the Super Bowl era since 1966 with 50 plus points and zero turnovers through two games. They are the only team to start the win two. Oh, I, I just, I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know it's, how the Chargers do it. It's, it's, it's honestly, a, it's an impressive skill set. Austin remembers the playoff game with the Jaguars, I'm sure, very well. Yes, I do. So, the Chargers just, I, I have like a soft spot for them. I keep picking them. They keep letting me down. That's just... This is just this just the way it is, I guess. I mean, you know? I have no clue how Brandon Staley wasn't fired last year, but I mean, he's technically a defensive head coach, and the defense isn't really playing right now. It's like the same story as last year. Now he has like all of his defensive personnel that he wants. It's no one else's fault, but it is, and the defense still looks terrible. So something has to give here. I mean, he's wasting like. Herbert's best years. He had Joey Bosa on the defensive line. Yes, and defense still and, looks terrible. And Khalil Mack. Yes, still and Derwin James. And they allowed the Titans twenty-seven points, which I'm they not have... entirely sure that Ryan Tannehill can like be a starting QB anymore. And they still allowed him. Apparently, can against the like... Chargers. Yeah, I mean. 246 yards, 1 TD, a QB rating of 123. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't get how the the results happen for the Chargers. You have to pull the, the plug on Stanley. Staley. At some point, yes. It should have been just, last season. I just After the Jacks debacle. I don't yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That if there was ever a fireable offense for in a playoff game, that that was it. That was it. I mean, I have no clue how that dude even like walked into the building next like next day. Dude should have been like completely barred off the team. But no, it's the Chargers. Chargers will Chargers. What was that? I didn't get it. They should have changed his access codes to the building the next day. Yeah. 
Just like put him somewhere else. Like, dude, you're you're off the team. Like, and uh, you are the weakest like, link. Goodbye. Like the most shocking thing is that he's actually like he was a defensive coordinator with the with the the Rams. I mean, he's showing zero defensive prowess with this team. He doesn't have Aaron Donald. He just has Joey Bosa. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we can move on to the next one. Uh, Talking about the Chargers is quite depressing at this point. We will talk about Daniel Jones, I guess. The New York Giants. How did the Cardinals lose this game? They lose this game. I mean, the Cardinals are are pulling like some major Colts Jeff Saturday like start super like start super hot and then lose the game. They are pulling it to a perfection. They really want Caleb. Like I, I've never accused an NFL team of like what was it called in basketball that was tanking. I've, there was a word. Ren, what was the word? What did the 76ers do? Oh, Ren has his mic. I'm just thinking of tanking. I don't think there was a specific word. What What is tanking the word? Tanking yeah. for the higher picks? Sandbagging? Sand, well, maybe. Sandbagging. Either way... The Cardinals are doing are intentionally losing games. If someone, if you told me that right now today, I believe you. I, I totally believe you. I mean, I believe like going into the half, uh, Daniel Jones had around like sixty yards passing. In the second, like half alone, I believe he had like two hundred and fifty nine yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, they turned a twenty to nothing <laughs> lead around. Yeah. They they turned a twenty point lead into a loss. Yeah, that's that's like reserved for like the Falcons Super Bowl and like I I, I don't know I don't know how. True, like the first half, I believe they were down like sixty and no on the season, like points wise. The, the Giants. I, I yeah, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it it was it wasn't good to see, but then I mean they picked it back up. And it like it honestly felt like like I angered a god or some kind of deity, and they just made sure everything that needed to happen to work against me happened this week. That's really what it felt like watching these games. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we we were both on the Giants, I believe, if not mistaken, minus five. We both yeah. took took a beating there. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah. a minor miracle that they won, though. And then, I mean, Saquon, he left the game injured. I believe it's an ankle sprain. It's not been classified as a night or low ankle sprain, but it's an ankle sprain. Uh, the current status for the Thursday night football game, it's a game-time decision, although I don't expect him to play with such a quick turnaround. But, I mean, I if you if you saw the game, when he went down, he took off the helmet... He was completely mad, but then they basically just started to wrap the angle. So it seemed to me like if if they really needed him, he was ready to come back to play, which is nuts. If you saw the injury, his leg was basically like completely shredded. But yeah, I mean, 
let's let's uh, I do hope he doesn't play because it's one of those injuries that can re-aggravate and it's it's a nagging injury that can nag you all season and I mean we already lost one top QB in the league yesterday let's hope another one doesn't go down for a long time top running back in the league yeah Okay, I think that's a good place to end with this depression that is the Arizona. Oh, God, we got to talk about the Cowboys. I do want to say something here. Dobbs looked okay. I mean, from what I saw from Dobbs, like the first half, it looks okay. I mean, Austin, played with guts. What? Did you watch your stupid Cowboys play? I watched some of it. Would you like to... Would you like to to give the summary of Cowboys Jets then? Um, decimation. <laughs> decimation. <laughs> Complete and total on both sides of the ball. Decimation. <laughs> I believe I believe Dak Prescott started like fourteen for fourteen or something ridiculous like that. He didn't like. He didn't have an incompletion until like halftime. I I. I I don't know. I don't know what the what the Jets were supposed to do to win that game. I I I don't know. I, it, it just looked like they were going to lose regardless. Honestly, That's what it looked. Man, like. The only way the Jets would have won if they didn't lose Rodgers. I don't think and, that would have mattered. No, that wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> that would not have mattered. The way the Cowboys were playing, that would not have mattered. I'm I telling. You. I also don't think Zach played as bad as people think that he did. Zach didn't play bad! Dude. Thank you. Thank well, you. Not. And I even saw um, Roger Robert Saleh. He even Robert said, Saleh. Yeah, Saleh. He doesn't blame Zach for the last two interceptions. Like you were throwing, You were trying to throw us into the game. I'm not mad at you for that. Yeah. And like, like even the first of those two, I mean, it was basically a play where like Wilson basically just didn't make like the right play on the ball. It seemed didn't make like the right cut in set throw, and it led to the interception. But yeah, the second one was it was just like playing from behind. He was trying to make something happen. Yeah, and it happens. Third, yeah. I just I I, I, I don't. If the Jets want to continue and actually want to have a chance at anything. Wilson to Wilson connections got to start working. And they did have that touchdown. But he had eight targets. So, I, it's really hard to say because I don't think, even if Rodgers was there, I don't think the Jets are a good team when the quarterback is the big piece. I think... The way this team is assembled, it has to be like Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook getting the offense going, which will open up one-on-ones to Garrett Wilson. So, I, the main I issue know. with this team, though, it's the line. I mean, the line terrible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's completely terrible. I don't think K. Rod would have done anything with this team, to be honest. He probably would have broken his Achilles again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not exactly joking. Was it was bad. Yeah, Zach was just constantly under pressure here, and yeah, as as Austin said, I don't think he looked bad. I mean, I was talking about it in some some fantasy chats. Yeah, like I mean, for the first like half. 
I am not super interested right now, but I do have him in some places still. Now, I don't think he looked terrible. I, I, look, I think he looked like okay to start the game. They are still kind of afraid of letting him throw too much, which I think it's comprehensible after last season. So they are still not opening like the whole playbook to him. I do hope it changes eventually. But from what he had to like endure and like what he, he was like allowed to do, I think he played okay. I think I, mean, I don't even know if that's the right call. So here's the thing: you're you're the Jets, okay? You just lost Aaron Rodgers, your franchise quarterback. You also have Brees Hall, your best running back, on a pitch count. So, what what's your plan to win? What what seriously? What's your plan to win? My best player is on a pitch count. My best quarterback is out for the season. What's your plan to win then? Please tell yeah. me. I mean, I believe, like, Brees had, like, four touches, if not mistaken. Yeah, he was four for nine. <laughs> yeah. Like, no targets or receptions. Oh, he had yeah. two targets, but no receptions. So what are you just going to do? Just keep throwing at Garrett Wilson all game? Hope that works? No, because you're still running it. You're running it with Michael Carter and Dalvin Cook and hoping it. Like, I don't know, man. You know just... who was the leading rusher for them? Michael Carter, if I'm not mistaken. Zach Wilson. Oh, no. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson? <laughs> he was five for thirty-six. Yeah, and th- and that's exact. And th- that is exactly my point. The only one to break double digits in rushing. Yeah, that's ex- but that's exactly my point. Like, I think if once Brees Hall is off the pitch count and is a hundred percent back from the ACL, I think the Jets will be fine wherever fine is. I'm not quite sure, especially in a division with Miami and Buffalo, but. I think they'll be fine. Relatively fine. Yeah. I mean, and for those who say that they could get like a, a veteran QB, I mean, why do you want to hurt? They got one. He's hurt. Yeah. I mean, if if you bring like a, a Wentz or what some are you going to bring? You're going to bring Matt Ryan? You want to see Matt Ryan throw two yard passes all game? Okay. Sure. I mean, and, and like the best thing that Wilson, right? That like he can run, he is mobile, he is athletic, and that's what you need with an O line like this. If you put Matt Ryan out there, he's gonna be like pretty much destroyed every single flip because he can't avoid anything. He might tear his Achilles too. Yeah, quite possibly. All right, on to the next one, which is oh, (laughs) the desert. The decimation that should have happened. But didn't. But didn't. You actually... I'm, did you Did you see anything from this game? No. Okay. So, I, just, uh, I just saw the freaking Rams kept scoring. That's all I saw. Okay, so I'm going to say you... I'm going to tell you what the line was that you took. So you took San Francisco it's minus 10 eight. 10 points. No, yeah, okay, San Francisco eight. minus 8. Okay, so they almost so, got there. Like with two seconds left on the clock, down twenty to thirty, the Rams kick a field goal. Oh my god! So the Rams literally did something. Someone to in that staff. Me. Someone in that staff at the Rams saw I'm that line. Pretty someone, sure. Yeah, someone had that line. Someone had that. No, no. Because I have no clue how, like, with no time on the clock, you kill the f- you kick a field goal to only be down by seven. Like, I, I can understand if it's then like a, a an onside kick or so on, but there was no time. I mean, they kicked the field goal with two seconds on the clock. 
the time expired as they kicked it. There's some shady things there, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, overall, the game looked closer. It's it's a weird game because it's one of those games that, like, the Rams never really had a chance, but the 49ers just couldn't pull pull away from them. There was never a point in that game in which I said, like, the Rams are completely winning this game. But there was also right. not a point in that game where I said, like, the Niners were in risk of losing it. They always seemed to, like, they just couldn't finalize some drives and just couldn't get it like, right to close out some plays. Uh, the Rams' defense played nice, still a lot 30 points, but, I mean, it's the Niners. So, like, the most surprising story here was that K-Makers was basically, like, an healthy scratch 10 minutes before kickoff. Just out of nowhere. They're trading him, but... Yeah, or cutting him. I've read both. I could believe... Like, he's huge. He's, he's Next usage. game, too. Is... Yeah, his usage is, like, insane right the now. The stupid though. commander. I believe he ran, like, Let's 52 talk about rounds the in week two. And the 52. Who did? Yeah, Kyron Williams. His usage is in, his usage is insane right now. He ran fifty two routes in week oh two. Oh my god! Yeah, they'll <laughs> find has, a good player eventually. He has eighty total routes run throughout two weeks. Second best is like Ramondre Stevenson with sixty one. I mean, the dude like the usage is stupid. But I mean, other than that, it's still the Pukunikua show. Apparently, Pukenikuba is like some. It's going to be one of those players where, like, like the analytics got it completely wrong, and like, he's not the fastest, he's not the most athletic, but at the end of the day, he will perform because he's a really smart player and he he's a great route runner and gets in places that Stafford finds him. Like Cooper Cup. Like Cooper Cup. <laughs> he's Cooper Kapua. Cooper let's call him Cooper Kapoor uh, let's talk about the stupid commander <laughs> it just feels like every game it's, it was every game every game was every game was just oh. bad what, what about the commanders go ahead talk about the commanders this, you're doing, this, is, the, this is the Alex victory lap episode so I mean Sam Howell looks great Sam Howell legit looks like the best QB out of that class, like by Stop a country it. mile. It does. I mean, he really, he really does. <sighs> and I mean, if you look at like the stats of that game, you might think that Russell is getting okay. He's not. Russell is still pretty terrible. That offense looked completely off still. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they lost so many pieces already on the offense. I mean, who they did just... they lose though? Dulcich, Jerry Judy. Judy's back. <laughs> He's not a hundred, dude. Stop it. The Broncos won't have a good offense because Russell Wilson is dust. <laughs> Javante Williams is still not 100%. He tore his ACL and like, he tore his, his, if you want to call it knee 
decimation. He had knee decimation at the end of last season. I don't believe he's a hundred percent. Like it's, we'll see. Russell Wilson looks like he's third. He's forty right now. He's going on. He looks like he's going up. Yeah, it's rough <laughs> oh. for Russ right now. And I mean, if you see like that that hail mary at the end. I have no clue how he completed that pass because it was basically like a bobbled pass. He didn't complete Brent... the pass. Yeah, the it DB was Brandon Johnson. The pass for him. Yeah. <laughs> I watched this really stupid play. Yeah. On the commander side, though, Brian Robinson looks great. Yeah. Finally, yeah. we're admitting that Brian Robinson is good. 18 for 87 yards, 4.8 yards per carry, two touchdowns. Now getting a bit more involved in the passing game with two targets, uh, three targets, two receptions for 42 yards. I mean, I think Ryan Robinson is going to be a pretty good running back. But yeah, we'll the story here is that like the Broncos are terrible and the Commanders are probably better than you gave them credit for. As I said... <laughs> Yeah. And they are 2-0, I believe. They are. It's mm. just... Uh, and the Broncos I... are the last team in the AFC West now? No, them and the Chargers are tied. Oh, the Chargers. I forgot about the Chargers. Yes, okay, I forgot about the Chargers. <laughs> How can you forget about the Chargers? Yeah, I mean, the defense didn't even come out to play this week. I am enjoying like Sean Payton talking like that much trash that he basically was gonna fix Russ because he could identify all the problems and so on. And Russ still looks as bad as he did prior to him coming in, so I don't I don't know. I just I, I don't <laughs> want to talk about the Broncos. I'm I'm done betting on the Broncos. And, uh, the Broncos and the Chargers have broke my heart this year so far, so I'm just what's the next game? Oh, a team that hasn't broken my heart this year, the Miami Dolphins. Let's go. Yeah, you can take your victory laps. I thought the the New England Patriots were actually winning this one. You did. You were wrong. The Dolphins got this. This, The Dolphins are the one thing that have not let me down so far. I have them as my number one seed. They keep on showing up. Because I understand it's New England, but honestly, New England's defense always finds a way to give whatever teams in front of them problems. So they were they were giving him some some troubles. Oh, to for do. sure. Oh, for sure. But they still found a way to get it done. So you choose two plays that I want to to like the, the defense highlight. for the Dolphins performed better than I thought they would. But yeah, go on. They did. They did. I do want to highlight two plays here. Did you see like the? Um... Was it like, I believe it was a punt block. Did you see the block for the I New did. England Patriots? I did not see the punt block. You did not? Okay. So basically like 20 years into the league and Bill Belichick is still like creating new plays out of thin air. So he basically had like his, I'm not sure you call that position. I believe it's either the gunner, basically the guy who tries to, to block, one of the guys that tries to block the punt, like the guy who's most at left. He basically had him running, basically like had him at like a run start to block the punt. 
So it was basically running and they timed the snap correctly. And so with the added like speed that he got to get from that head start, he basically blocked the punt. I mean, it was a sensational play. Really, like, it's, it's Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick things. It's all over Twitter. Bill Belichick just finds ways to make the rules of the NFL look silly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's something really tough because, like, if the guy doesn't time, time the snap correctly, you will get, like, a false start or an offsides or something like that. Uh, but, I mean, he timed it perfectly. And the head start basically allowed him to get the block. So pretty good play there. And then the other play that I want to highlight is the last one in the game. I mean, I have. Did you see the last one in the play in the in no. the game? No. No. I didn't okay, know. so basically they are trailing, and I believe it's fourth down, and Mac Jones makes a pass to Mike Gesicki. Gesicki catches it, but it's it's behind the the first the first yard line, and and so he he basically laterals it to the guard Cole Strange, the first round draft pick that they had from I believe it was 2022, if not mistaken. And Cole Strange basically like pummels through the the, the the Dolphins defense. And then he gets the first down initially. And then for some weird reason, I mean, I couldn't like find a, a good enough angle to show me that he basically didn't get the first down. So they basically removed the first down from him. I thought the, the Patriots got screwed there, to be honest. Fair. It, it really seemed like the first down. And I do want to highlight one player from the the Patriots, Christian Gonzalez, their first round rookie pick this yes. year, the cornerback. He looked great, dude. I mean, defending Tyreek Hill, he looked like five stars. Yes, he, he really looks better and better yeah. as as the year goes on. And once again, you know, we like to make fun of Bill Belichick's unorthodox draft picks, especially in the first round. It just seems like they're all like solid NFL players. So I wish they drafted wide receivers as well as they do like cornerbacks. So. <laughs> yeah, for real. Okay, so we are down two games. Yep. The Monday night games, if I'm not mistaken. The Monday yep. night game. No, 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 no. We got one more. We got one more. Oh, no, no, no. Never mind. Monday night games. All right. Yeah. Go on, my Saints. They got it done. They got it done, baby. Yeah, the New Orleans Saints win 22-17 versus the Carolina Panthers. Yep. And, I mean, if you watch this game, it wasn't this close. Like, the Panthers got, like, a pity touchdown at the end in garbage time to yep. make it, like, 22-17. Which, by the, the way, makes was... the spread. Which, by the way, made the spread wrong. Like I said, I picked the games for the most part right. It's just the spread got me. That that was it. Yeah. This one we actually pushed. I had it marked as a win for both because the spread was minus three when we did this. Okay. So I need to alter that for push. But yeah, I mean, I watched this game almost in full because I needed like Chris, Chris Olave here for my fantasy teams. Mm-hmm. The Saints still look, still don't look good. It's my main takeaway. I mean, Carr basically threw for two hundred and twenty-eight yards, 
no touchdowns, one interception. He was sacked four times. They lost Jamal Williams very early into in the first quarter, I believe. And he's going to be out a few, a few weeks, if not mistaken. I don't know, man. <laughs> like, there were some plays in there where I really said to myself, damn, Andy Dalton would have gotten that touchdown. Stop it. They were actually because they basically get to like the red zone and they just can't convert. I have no re no clue why, but I mean we talked about it in the off season. Is like advanced analytics for red zone weren't really that great, and he's still showing right now. He's not doing great in the in the red zone, and now apparently like QB Tyson Hill is a thing again. I really expected it not to be this year, but yeah, he had like one pass attempt. Yeah, like nine carries. I really didn't want to see Taysom Hill, but I guess we'll get Taysom Hill anyway. On the other side of the ball, I mean, I watched Bryce Young, and he was my QB1, this rookie here, this rookie class. Mm -hmm. My first thought was that Bryce Young looks looks really bad. He looks like a rookie. Like, yeah. I, I can't say really bad. He looks like a rookie, dude. Like, Yeah. But I mean... I want to defend him because, like, the O-line is terrible. He has no time to throw. And the wide receivers, I mean, they are terrible as well. Like an old Alan Thielen. Jonathan Mingo isn't isn't great. And DJ Stark is still recovering from injury. Yeah. But uh, there's, there's one thing that's really annoying me right now with Bryce. That it just seems to lack any sense of urgency right now. I, I don't want him to panic, like, at every single play. But, like, dude, show, show some emergency. I mean, I could see some plays where basically, like, down in the third or fourth quarter, like, the drive would end. And, I mean, you really didn't see him all that worried. You really didn't see him, like, trying to make those plays. Like, basically, it was, if he was, like, he was acting like it was, like, the first quarter, basically, where it really didn't matter at that point because he had time to make things up. And I think... That's basically how it was at Alabama, and that's something that he needs to change right now. There was time where he was hesitant on running the ball as well. There were like clear running lanes open. I mean, I can understand that the dude is, is not that big; he's pretty small actually. But like, I want him. I want him to develop like that sense of urgency right now, and he's not really showing me that. But yeah, he made some good throws that were good to okay. But I, I really wasn't that impressed. I was impressed by the like the Saints defense. They look much better than I anticipated right now. Mm -hmm. If only they well, had yeah. an offense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for real. <laughs> if only they did have an offense. Like... Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like the offense isn't performing the way I was hoping it would. And I mean, they're winning games. But they, I also don't think they've necessarily necessarily played like those that good of teams. So I don't know. The good thing for you though is that they have like the second weakest schedule this week, this year. So they probably won't face that many great teams. But yeah, I mean like, that's true. The, the offense doesn't look right, but the defense is keeping them in game. So let's yeah, see if for it sure. continues. 
So on to the last game. Yeah, I was. I really don't know how I stay up until like four a.m. to watch these Monday night football games. I swear. I mean, I each I definitely did not. So, tell me how it went. I mean, it was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, I can I guess you can say they won. I'm. I think like the Browns lost it. I'm not sure, but yeah, Pittsburgh Steelers twenty six, Cleveland Browns twenty two. In like a terrible game, unless you like defenses. I mean, the defenses both played like on fire, and they had, I believe, like the Steelers had two touchdowns on defense, if not mistaken. Yeah, they had a pick six to start the game, and then a fumble six to end the game. Yeah, yeah. The Steelers did. Yeah. Yeah. So, so wait, the Browns win this game without turnovers? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's why. In my EPA list here, Kenny Pickett is the worst QB right now. Going off of adjusted He's EPA number 34. Play. He's number 34. And Deshaun Watson, Watson is number 31. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Your QB is, like, the second best in the division. Being 28 in this list. So, Alex, that list, yes. is it factoring in Minshew and Zach Wilson? Is that where we're getting It is factoring in Zach Wilson and let me see who's the other one that makes the 34. Um, Unless they didn't count Rodgers at all. I'm not sure if they counted Rodgers, but it's probably counting like Minshew, if not mistaken. I added like. I had like the list here, but now I'm not finding like the complete list for some reason. But yeah, it's probably counting for for Minshew. I I mean, he at least played meaningful snaps, so yeah. I would think he, he considers to be one. But yeah, <laughs> Kenny Pickett has looked terrible. Deshaun Watson looked terrible, and then you had like the Nick Chubb injury was which was pretty gross and like best of wishes to him but it's gonna be a tough recovery i mean it was the same knee that he injured in the in like in college that he basically like destroyed in college now the knee goes completely backwards there's probably a ton of like ligaments destroyed as well not great and then basically like watson had to step up and he didn't he still looks terrible I mean, again, I have no clue why I stayed up until 4 a.m. to watch this, but here I was watching Kenny Pickett throw for like 222 yards, get sacked like two times, picked once, QB rating is 70s, Deshaun Watson doing like the same exact thing. I mean, the set lines are pretty identical. It was worth it for the Jerome Ford, like big run. I believe he had like a 69-yard run. Pretty impressive. And on the Steelers, at some point, you sort of have to, like, go to Najee and say, I mean, dude, you look like a fucking a freaking tractor out there. Come on. <laughs> Give it to Jalen Warren. Najee looks terrible as well. I mean, it's every single player that I've talked about here looks terrible. So, <laughs> it's it's not... There's really two bad teams here. But TJ Watt is great, so... I'm not sure if you're going to talk about it in your fantasy 
talk, but did you see that um, Kareem Hunt is visiting with the Browns? Uh, that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I, 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 but actually... why? Ford looked amazing from what I, at least from what I saw. I guess just to have someone else. I mean, at least he knows the playbook. That's true. Yeah. Because at this point, there's like Ford and there's the guy that they basically got like last minute this offseason because they had no one else in the team. So I believe it's like the the guy from the, the Patriots, if not mistaken. Uh, what's his name? Oh, Pierre Strong. Yeah. I would say Pierre Strong. Pierre Strong, yeah. Yeah, that's. I believe that's like the only other Elfie running back in that team, so you kind of need someone. But yeah, really bad game overall. The defense has played great, but like the offense has looked completely rubbish. It was worth it to see TJ Watt and Alex Seismith though playing. They played really well. And I believe that concludes like our games for the week. Now all there's left to do is predict week three. Let's go. Okay. Let me take notes here. Make this fast. I guess you can start by reading off the lines here. Hello. Do you have the lines open there? Hold on, sorry. I can sense there's some technical difficulties there, so I guess I'm going to go ahead and give my thoughts on the first game, the Thursday night football game, which is the New York Giants at the San Francisco 49ers. The Giants are 10-point underdogs in this game. The over-under is 44-and-a-half. And, I mean, I think you kind of have to go with the, the Niners here, even though it's a big line on Thursday night football. I'm going with the I mean, I'm going with the Niners to decimate pretty much anyone they have in front of them. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if like the Giants get a backdoor cover, but I'm not gonna take it. Take them here. I think like, yeah, they're a team that got destroyed by the the Cardinals, and now they are likely without Saquon. So yeah, I'm gonna pass on the Giants here. <laughs> If okay. the Giants start the same way they started against the Cardinals, they're never gonna see like twenty po- within twenty points of the game. Like so, nah, nah. give me the four okay. Do you have the next game up there with Denver Miami? Yes. Who are you going with? Miami. Miami. I don't care. I don't Miami care. Minus? I, six and a half. Yes. Six and a half. Give me yeah. Miami. Yeah, I mean, I think I have to tell this one with you. Give me Miami. As I said, like, the Broncos don't look good. The Broncos look pretty darn bad. And I don't trust this team to be, like, even a touchdown. Uh, underdogs versus the, the Miami Dolphins. I think the Dolphins would just completely explore them on the defense and on the offense. 
Okay, next up. The... <laughs> Your ye old commanders! You're yeah, going with the commanders, I, right? I have this, my pick. You have, okay. So, I can't just, like, pick the same teams you are, and six and a half points is... Very scary, especially with what we just saw with uh, the Commanders and Broncos. But I got to believe if there's a defense that can expose a uh, young quarterback like Sam Howell, it's Buffaloes. So in an, in an attempt to try and get back on track with you, I'm going to go with Buffalo here. It's Buffalo minus six and a half, just to, to make sure it's there. Yeah, yeah, I'm going with Washington plus six and a half right now. I know you are. That's why I got to go yeah. with the Next up, we have the Houston Texans plus nine and a half. No, 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 no. You missed Ravens Colts. Oh, okay. I have them like flipped here. But oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I have the Colts uh, at Baltimore Ravens. The Colts are seven and a half point underdogs. And the over under is 44 and a half. Who are you going with? I'm actually going with the, the Ravens will win. The Colts will cover this. Okay. Baltimore minus seven and a half for me. I'm going against my team here. My preseason darling. Why? Yeah, I think Uncle Rico probably starts this game. And I don't have a lot of faith in Uncle Rico versus the Ravens. I don't think the Ravens defense is great. But I do think the Colts' defense is terrible, so I think Lamar will probably ex- like exploit them quite a bit. Here's the thing: will... I don't think I've seen Lamar like kill anyone yet, and that's kind of the concerning thing I had picking the Ravens. I mean, that's true. He hasn't looked his best so far, but give him time, and the offense will gel. And I think versus the Colts is a good place where he covers. Especially if Uncle Rico plays. Next up, the Atlanta Falcons. No, do you have the Texans next? The uh, Texans Jaguars, yes. Yes. So it's the Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Texans are nine and a half point underdogs. The over-under is 43 and a half. Who do you got? Uh, The Texans covering this. And the Jaguars winning. Bold fella here. I'm going the complete opposite way. I think it's a complete destruction by Jacksonville. I think the game goes pretty much like the Colts game went, where it's basically a complete destruction. And I mean, maybe Houston backdoor covers it because it's a big number. Yep. But I think it's it's a. I'm game not picking Houston to win for the record. I'm picking Jacksonville yeah, to win, but yeah, I don't yeah. think it's gonna be ten. Yeah. Yeah. I have Jacksonville minus nine and a half, and a half. I think it's a ten point game easily. Next up, the Atlanta Falcons at the Detroit Lions. Falcons are three and a half point underdogs. Which basically makes this like a pick'em game in a neutral field. Not a pick'em, but like Lions minus one in a neutral field or so. I'm going Detroit. Okay. 
I am kind of torn here, to be honest. You have because, to go, baby. Because, like, on one end, I think Atlanta can make this game. On another, I think the Detroit Lions defense is pretty good on stopping the run. But I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons. I trust Arthur Smith to, to figure out something here and to make this run game still effective. And I think they the Falcons win the game. Which I'm actually going to... No, I'm going to save my upsets for another time. Okay, next up, it's the New England Patriots at the New York Jets. Who do you have? New England Patriots at negative. Oh, it's the Patriots are two and a half point favorites versus. I the see Jets. that. I see that. Ooh, that's In a New tough Jersey. one. That's basically a pick 'em. Uh, give me. Ah, man, I want to go with the Jets, but it's the, the lowest over under on the week. It's thirty six and a half. Man, like, oh man, dude. Oh. It's right there. Give me, oh, give me New England. Yeah. I mean, rule of thumb it, for me when, it, when games just, are like. It's just but, ugly. Yeah. It's just I, mean, I think if it was like three and a half, the Jets would be like a clear pick, no? Yeah, I agree with that. Three and a half Jets, but like two points, that's, I don't know. You see more games end in like three and seven than you do two. And that's yeah. that's kind of the thing. I mean, rule of thumb for me when the over-under is slow, I usually go with the points. So I'm going to take the Jets plus two and a half. And I totally expect them to get completely destroyed by Bill Belichick. But... Yeah, and that's kind of also the off thing that could happen. But yeah, it's just a rule of thumb player for me. That's fair. Next up, the Los Angeles Chargers at the Minnesota Vikings. And the Chargers are a one-point underdog. The over-under is 54 and a half. Oh, no. Basically a pick em. Oh. I'm going to do it. Give me the Chargers. I'm going to be right there with you. I think the Chargers finally win this. They can't lose every game. I would hope not. <laughs> but yeah, I expect like them to make at least one key play down on defense at the end. It's just all I'm asking, one key play. Yeah. I believe that's the highest over-under on the week as well. 54 and a half. It yeah. might be. That's the IS over-under. Next up. Oh, this one will be tough for you. The New Orleans Saints at the Green Bay Packers. Oh, the my Saints two are... loves! No! The Saints are two-point favorites, and the over-under is 43. No! No, 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 no! What are we doing? What are you picking? What? But, 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 uh, 
Um, I guess I'm going to go with your logic, which is when it's go so close, take the points. So I guess I'm going Saints. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I will trust the Packers. I've seen more from the Packers than I've seen from the Saints. And like the over under isn't. They in, honestly like, the both play the same. They both play the same. Uh, I don't know, man. I think this the Packers time. have an equally as good defense, but probably a better offense at this point. So I'm going with the Packers. Minus two. Okay. Next up. Oh, this is a layup for me. The Tennessee Titans at the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are three-point underdogs, and the over-under is 39 and a half. So you're going with the Seahawks, I'm assuming. No, no, I'm saying like the Titans game. The Tennessee oh, Titans. Titans. Three-point underdogs even... at the Browns. Over-under is 39 and a half. What's... That's like at the bottom for me. Yeah, I really think this is weird because it's like we have the an inverse order, so So you're going with the Titans? I'm going with the Titans. Tennessee plus three. I'll let the Browns break my heart again. Let's go with the Browns. Oh. I I wouldn't trust the Browns to be favorite versus anyone right now. I feel you on that one. Well, next up, it's the Carolina Panthers at the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks are six-point favorites, and the over-under is 42. And I am picking You're the picking? Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks. I, I do think we, this is actually probably the wrong pick, and I'm just picking with my heart, but I can totally yeah. see a game where the, the Panthers are close. But yeah. Yeah. This I'm is going chance. I'm going with the Panthers, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll take I'll take my uh take my take my layup, I guess. And that I'm sure will break my heart. Okay. The next one, the Dallas Cowboys at the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, okay. So like <laughs> the Cowboys so like, are twelve point favorites. So like so twelve's a pretty freaking big number, dude. Like, and 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 everything we've seen from the the Cardinals is like they start off hot and then they lose it at the end. That doesn't. That's usually not a twelve point loss. I think I'm gonna take. I I gotta take all those points. Give me the the Cardinals. Okay, Cardinals plus twelve. Uh, yeah. So. Following the trend of playing a team without a good line, I'm going with the Cowboys again. <laughs> Cowboys <laughs> minus twelve. Yeah, I think You're it's going a... Cowboys minus twelve. Yeah, I think it's a twelve points. Twelve points. I'm I'm gonna say I don't think the Cardinals score more than ten. So you don't think the Cardinals score more than ten points in I the game? Think... I think Micah Parsons will live in that backfield all, all day long. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I get it, but wow. I mean, if you like that line, it's not the biggest line of the week. That's the next game. That's the Chicago Bears at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bears are 12.5 point underdogs, and the over-under is 47.5. Uh, 
So you remember when I said I'd be picking some bears this season? Yeah. I'm picking the bears. And you remember what I said prior to that? Which is you're not ever picking Gimme K C minus twelve and a half. KC minus twelve and a half Which might be the over under on the amount of passes that fields completes. Oh my god, we got a hater in the building. Holy crap, he took Holy crap, dude! I have been pretty realistic and pretty right on field so far. So yeah, I think it's a complete destruction. It's another team that probably doesn't score 10 points. Unless it's like garbage time. If you say so. Alright. Last week I took some pretty big lines as like underdogs. I think the underdogs this week are pretty screwed. Do you think the underdogs are screwed? I've, I think uh, I've taken like one underdog for seven points so far. No. No, no I've taken... I, yeah, I've only taken like one underdog over six, which is the Washington Commanders, plus six and a half. And you have basically <laughs> played my strategy from last week. Yeah, yeah, I have, dude. Like, <laughs> It paid off, I guess. Twelve? Points, twelve and a half points. Like, the dude, the dude. So back to the small lines here. The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Steelers are two and a half point underdogs, and the over under is forty three and a half. Who do you got? I'm taking the Steelers. I'm taking the points. Part of me really wants to take the Raiders. But TJ Watt will probably destroy the Raiders. So yeah, I'm on board with you. Give me Pittsburgh, plus two and a half. Okay. It's a game that I really think Las Vegas had a chance to win. But yeah, give me the underdog here. And on to Monday night. Apparently, like, this is now a thing where we have two Monday night games. I really don't like it, but I guess that's that's what we're going with. So the first Monday night football game, it's the Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Eagles are five-point favorites, and the over-under is 45.5. And and I am going with the Eagles. I'm going with the Bucs again. Yeah, I, I'm, like I said, the Eagles pretty much is to fade Baker, but I have like a sneaky feeling that the Buccaneers keep this very close. So yeah, I think it's going to be like a three-point game. I'm not even sure if the Bucks don't win it, but I have to to stay with my stance here. <laughs> but like I have a sneaky feeling that the Bucks have this. Yeah, me too. And finally, the last game of the week. This is a very contingent line. The Los Angeles Rams at the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a very contingent line. And if Joe, you know, I'm going the Rams because I don't, but Joe Burrow's going to play. He's, he's crazy. The man's crazy. The line just moved moved as we are recording it. It's now the Bengals minus 
one and a half. Over under is forty three <laughs> and a half. God. Like, dude. Oh no. I I don't I'm so I'm so freaking conflicted. I'm so okay. I will go first then. I'll take yeah. the Rams plus one and a half. Rams plus one and a half? Yes. This one is one if I'm wrong, I'm okay with it. I'll die on the sword of Burrow plays and he's fine. And that's those are some very, very big assumptions to make, but Yeah, I, I just don't think Burrow plays. That's basically yeah. where I stand. You gotta I I gotta go with my home team. Okay. So that concludes the predictions for week three. And that concludes the show. Yeah. Ren, you there? Did you make it to the end, Ren? I know Austin did. Austin, did you make it to the end? I did. You did? What you got? What do you you have anything to say? No, I don't No? Okay. I was just making sure, you know. It's probably it's just in shock that you high. you're He's probably just in shock that you you chose like the Cardinals plus twelve. <laughs> you know, sometimes sometimes you got sometimes you got to pick the Cardinals plus twelve. I guess. I don't know. Anytime you ever have to pick the Cardinals for anything, damn. Except losses. I mean, I did pick them to lose. That's fair. Then you did that right. Good job. You did one thing. <laughs> is Ren here or no? I don't know. He hasn't said anything though. He joined in here. He hasn't said anything since. Which, I mean, that's cool. But I believe his mic is still off, so he's probably just out now. Yeah, which is cool. If you made it this far, thank you guys so much. I cannot say how much of a joy it is. I'm very shocked we actually got the whole gang here. You get to experience the whole range of emotions with everyone on the team, which is an amazing feeling. So thank you, guys. I know Ren's not here, but maybe he'll listen to this. Thank you for joining. Oh, by the way, we have a donate button. What do you got, Alex? And as always, don't forget, just rate us five stars, wherever you're listening, podcast, Spotify, wherever uh leave us a review as well those are always welcomed and yeah be sure to tune into the next episode as well all right signing off say bye guys see you fellas <laughs>